Come on. Welcome to Dave and Mahoney. Do you but, feel like you're a good parallel parker? Yeah, I took driver's ed when I was in high school. So Yeah, something. I'm going to give you the same noise you just gave me. You said you're a better parallel parker than you are parker. That is a absurd statement. Do you think that you're a better parallel parker than Audrey? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I would take the handicap stall regardless. For sure. That's the first class crap. True, but I always worry if somebody else rolls in. Position. Has somebody ever ro- literally rolled in? <laughs> so, Dave and Mahoney. Don't get contacts and lose the glasses because you'll look dumb. Or I look dumber Take without the You look off much real smarter. Quest. So, you oh, look oh. like a guy who might be like a professional something. You look a like you could be a professor of sorts. Yeah, Will you, you look take like the you glasses know a off thing or two? You take them off? Yeah, idiot. total dumb. <laughs> All right. And now, this is Dave and Mahoney. Hello, friends. Got some good news and some bad news to kick things off today. What would you like first there, Mahoney? Dave, why don't we start off today's show with some bad news? Yeah, some bad news for Tyler Bass. He is the kicker for the Buffalo Bills that missed the field goal that would have potentially tied the game. Did they give him the boot? Uh, They have not given him the boot. So it's bad news because he has been having a very rough week to the point where he has actually gone on and deactivated all of his social media accounts because... People were just eviscerating him after the the loss. And now that cooler heads are seemingly starting to prevail a little bit, uh, a lot of Buffalo Bills fans are going, hey, maybe we're a little bit too rough on this guy. I mean, nobody likes a kicker that misses in a clutch moment where because the game is on the line because yeah. that's your but job. But there are other there are other factors that always sure. go An entire in. Entire game, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like a whole game was played. And you take weather, you take you know how was the snap rushed, how close you know those the the rushers got pretty close in that. There's you know there's a lot of factors. That Be, played being into a it. Field goal kicker is such a thankless job, right? If you kick it and you make it, everyone's like, "Yeah, you're supposed to have made that." Yeah, yeah. but it doesn't matter from what distance. Yeah. You kick a 62 yard field goal, they're yeah, like, "Yeah, you're, you're supposed to." Good job, you made it. You're yeah. supposed to make it. Then, you, then if you miss, everyone dumps on Off you. Off with his head. You have to you, you know, deactivate all your accounts because you're getting eviscerated. Well, now there is a bunch of fans that have gone, "Hey, like maybe we're going a little too hard on this guy," and so they've decided that they want to do something about that. He's associated with the Ten Lives Club, which is a no kill cat rescue that's based in Buffalo, and a bunch of people. He's been an ambassador for them for a long time. Uh, they say that they have received $90,000 in wow. donations from Buffalo Bills fans that are trying to encourage him. Aww. Yeah. Because he's obviously been going through it this yeah, you know, did past you, uh, few days. Did they, uh, did they crap all over Stefan Diggs for getting hit in the in, in the center of his chest? Uh, no, didn't didn't uh, say anything to Stefan Diggs. Just, yeah. just uh, Tyler Bass. Okay. Uh, many supporters donating $22, which is his jersey number. Aww. But like it's gotten to the point where like $90,000 has wow. been raised so far, and that number continues to grow. So Amazing. Yeah. I mean, you really do feel bad whenever people are like de- deactivating their social media. You're like, ooh. Oof. Yeah, like things are bad, yeah. bad, yeah. It's like not you're not able to ignore it. Yeah, some good news today as well. Another insane find at this Crater of Diamonds State Park in Arkansas. A French tourist whose name is Julian Lavasse discovered a 7.46 carat diamond on his first visit. Get out of here. Yes. What? And that's Finder's Keepers. Yeah. He, uh, he was crazy. in the United States to witness a rocket launch, decided... Uh, I'm going to go to the uh, to the park after learning about it while hanging out in Louisiana. While digging, he found the diamond, which uh, he named the Kareen Diamond after his fiance. Nerd. <laughs> oh, no, I love that. Nerd. Swoon. No, dude, this guy just, he, he just saved himself tens of thousands of dollars. You don't have to go out and buy this crazy ring anymore. Well, I guess he already bought it if it's his fiance. Yeah. No, but here's the tea, is that 
if you 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 can't be rocking a five carat because that seven carat would just be insane, yeah. right? A five to six carat ring on your finger. What does this they, guy do for his But even job? if they cut it down to like, you <laughs> what know. What do you do? Even if they cut it down to like, let's even say two and a half, yeah. you know, carrots, that's still a monster. monster. That's a monster diamond to be walking around I with. think like Jennifer uh, Lopez's ring, which is an insane ring, that's why I bring hers up, is like five. Yeah. I mean, a five carat ring is a huge ring. Seven Point four six is just wild. So whether or not you know he's going to swap out the ring or diamond, or who, who knows? You what sell that. I would sell it. Like, you sell that. Hey, babe, you've already got your ring. That's the special one that you know that I gave to you to ask. I for know this one's moist tonight. But let's let's <laughs> but okay. let's let's sell this and buy a house. And here's some paperwork that we're going to need for you to fill out before we move <laughs> forward with these nuptials. <laughs> Mahoney and his prenuptial agreement. That's right. Uh, it's the Dave and Mahoney Show. So, Audrey, when it comes to the idea of dating, you've never really liked that idea of, like, being out there and trying to meet people in the wild. Mahoney, you've talked a lot about how if you were ever single for whatever reason, your wife were to wise up and dump you, the idea of you going out to a bar to try to meet somebody is something that you loathe. Yeah. Like, just the concept of it. I mean, Chris is pretty good at that stuff, like meeting people out and about. And, sure. You know, splashing around. I don't I don't know. I mean, I haven't really thought a lot about it. Like, would I get on the dating apps? No, you if, would not. If I, You don't think so? No, you would not. Yeah, I mean, because there was, there was a time there where I was single for a, a relatively short amount of time, and I guess the dating apps were around, but they're not like they are today. No, what we would do, we would just tell everybody on this radio show we are single, very tall, and very rich. <laughs> <laughs> and just repeat that over and over and, and over the, again. Yeah, two, two out of the three, three things are true. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we do have a radio show, and we're tall, but yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but there's these new dating trends, which I just can't imagine myself doing, that are gaining more and more popularity. And you tell me what you think about this, Audrey. So in New York right now, there is a new, what they're calling new party scene slash dating scene. And it's the 185 degree co-ed saunas that are becoming the new meat oh, so market. they're like bathhouses. They're basically bathhouses for co-eds. So you're sitting okay. around basically naked, right? Because okay. you're in a sauna. So you're sitting there maybe wearing, you know, a swimsuit. A loincloth. Uh-huh. And you're hanging out in this 800 square foot room that's heated to 185 degrees. They're saying it can accommodate 100 individuals in an 800-square-foot room? Like, what are you talking what? about? Ugh. Also, the idea, I mean, I'm not somebody that personally enjoys saunas, so maybe I'm not the right person to ask on this, but the idea of being in a sauna is fairly uncomfortable for me. Like, I don't like the sweat part of it. Yeah, I don't get turned on in a sauna personally. No. Like, I'm just, like, sitting there trying to count. I'm, like, looking at my watch or what, yeah, my phone. Yeah, trying to, to, like, I have yes, to be here. Yes, like, literally mapping out how many more seconds I have to, to endure the You're sauna. You're enduring it because yeah. it's 185 <laughs> degrees. Yeah. I mean, maybe if you went in there with the mindset of, hey, this is a meat market, that would help to pass the time. Yeah, because sauna is different than steam room, right? Sure, yeah. Because the sauna is dry heat. Right? Am I getting that correct? Yeah, for or sure. Or is that the opposite? Okay. Yeah. Uh-uh. Because if there's like some steamy, like where you walk in and like you can't really see anybody because the steam is there and somebody's like in the corner make, making out, I can totally see that you know, happening in a movie. If you're making out in a sauna, you're a freak. Like, <laughs> I'm going to shame you. Uh, I don't know. I, I can kind of see how that's on. I can see. In the <laughs> no, steam room. No, it's Yeah, no. no in it's, a movie. Yeah. Not in real life. Not in real life. Yeah. Yeah. Because the only people who are in saunas in real life, they look like me. 
me. They're shirtless. They're wearing a gold chain. And you could, even though they're wearing a towel, you could still see one nut hanging down. You know what? Maybe that's what it is because I do remember being traumatized as a young man going to the YMCA and walking into the sauna and there being dudes just butt naked in there as a young man I was very very confused as to why you would not wear your swimsuit into the sauna you don't need to be naked in here No sir. you don't ever since that day uh, bathhouse is not for me or me or you Audrey I don't take baths Ew You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney show how do you really feel? Tell, Tell us. By calling the Dave and Mahoney Show voicemail at 833-YO-DUMMY. Hey, the other day y'all were talking about prison food and how somebody should run a, uh, have a restaurant specializing in prison food. Well, it already happened. An ex-convict um, got out of prison and he opened a prison food stand. With all those things y'all were talking about. Crushed up Takis and all that shit. Love you guys. Message You're not going to give us a name? I mean, it sounds like it was a, it it was a thing and then, it, and then it went away. Oh, you think here. Let's yeah. see. I mean, we could probably what, do a What do you Google. even Google? Like prison, prison food, food stand? Food truck. So prison food Damn. truck. Okay. Please leave a message after the tone. I'll speak as an Uber driver and say shame on all of you. <laughs> Apparently, it was some need to travel 100 miles per hour on the road. So I love your show, but for all of our sakes, 75 miles per hour is plenty fast enough. Talk to everybody else, Bro. too, man. Don't uh, talk to us. It's, it's not, we don't set it. We just go with the flow. And going with the flow is 80-plus miles an hour. Uh, same. I'm never the fastest person on the road. I am definitely not the slowest. I, I will hop right in. If everyone decides this morning we're going 87, I'm going 87. If everyone's going 76, I'm going 76. If everyone decides we're going 50, I'm running off so the road. I was thinking about this. Do you guys have... A thousand semis on the road in the mornings. Like I feel like there must be going. The last one that I saw with semis was on fire. You guys remember that? It was yeah, you. right. It's on yeah. on Dave's Instagram. Is right? it? I don't know. Yeah, at Dave Farah. Yeah, no wonder everybody's but, going a thousand miles an hour because they're trying to get rid of or away from stuff like that. I mean, the two times that I've been, you know, like had lights flashed, we, you know, and so and then those give you a little warning. They just go whoop whoop. You know, I was traveling pretty fast the first time. I, you know, probably going 110. To what? P- well, I was passing somebody. Okay, sure. Well, it was it's a, it was a thing, man. I wasn't like it wasn't like I was. You had consistent. to pass someone at 110. You couldn't slow down to get behind them. There was a car them? that was driving erratically, and I wanted to get around them. So, I'm, <laughs> so you went 110. Let me just, uh, get well, the road. <laughs> but cop didn't pull me over. Just just a little, little little flashlight, <laughs> like, hey, slow down, buddy. Slow down. It was fine. And again, he didn't pull you over. He just gave you a little flash. Traffic is moving faster than oh, day. Yeah. Please leave a message after the tone. You're a victim. I have a question for you men. Why is it that when you see a woman with, with a, like a white T-shirt on, a nice tight shirt, and you see nippleage, why is it that you men automatically think that you've turned on that woman and they have the nippleage? And that's what that means. When actuality, what it means is that we're just cold, okay? So don't be thinking it's you guys turning us on. We're cold. Message Has any guy ever thought that? I've never ever, thought that, like, once. my presence in the room is turning this woman on so much that she's got a T-H-O. Yeah. <laughs> no chance. Yeah. I, I'm just enjoying it because I'm still traumatized from that one time in middle school when I got the uh, the unsolicited 
And uh, I've, I haven't gotten over that. That only know? happened one time? On, I feel like that only, was like a daily occurrence. Only one time when the bell had rang. Mm. And so it's this move where I'm trying to put the trapper keeper in front and then the backpack and this, you know, like See? carrying it around all awkwardly in front of me as I'm waddling out of the classroom. Did, so I thought anytime that boy flipped it up. Yeah. But if you, you can't get it under the, the band in time, then, you know, you're just kind of... Stuck there with this little it, that was a, That was a bad time. It, it would was. just happen for no reason yeah. whatsoever. You're just there, and you're like, and oh, it God. And it sucks that it's so embarrassing for you guys, too. Like, why is that so? I mean, girls don't. What an odd, awkward time middle school is. Like, late so middle strange. school. Like, some girls weren't wearing bras yet because, like, they just were first-time boob owners. <laughs> you're like, oh, I actually have a boob. How like, about this? Like, what do you mean? And then uh, everybody smells. Yeah, so stinky. It is the stinkiest time of anyone's life. <laughs> random, random hmms and stinky people. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst that should be your high school memoir. Boners and buck teeth. <laughs> Dave and Mahoney. You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. You know the songs, but do you know them when they sound this bad? It's Cover Your Ears on Dave and Mahoney. Brian is joining us today for a round of Cover Your Ears. Brian, we've got 30 seconds on the clock for each one of these. Let the full 30 seconds play out before you make your guess, but you're looking for the original artist and the song. We do have some today that are very popular. We have one that has 8.2 million views on it, another one with 8,600 views. We're going to start, though, with 175 views on this one. Again, 30 seconds. Here we go. Best of luck. We I feel like that's, that's the local cover band that always gets the headlining gig at gigs. the county fair. That was you know? good. That was good. That was good, man. <laughs> Those it was are kind of a little lost in it. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Okay, Brian, over to you. Do you know it, brother? Barracuda by Heart. Yes, sir. On the board, full point. Lifeline still intact. Who was and the artist? On that was Gemini. Gemini is the name of the band. Oh, just the band just called Gemini. Gemini. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this next one is an artist that we are very familiar with. This is... Bev and Bob. Mm-hmm. We love Bev and Bob. 8,600 views. Uh, if you're not familiar with Bev and Bob, they're a bit of a viral sensation. They have been doing different cover songs from, I believe, their mobile home for years now. Decades. Sometimes. Maybe decades. decades. Yeah. They put on leather and go out into the wild. They uh, they do like to dress up quite a bit. And Chris? I'm a little worried because they've been only putting out like one video every six months. It's hard to be yeah. a content creator, and, uh, you know? This is the last we've heard from Bev. This is actually from a long time ago. I think Bev might be sick. Oh, no. Really? Yeah. That's why I kind of get that face like, oh, these guys might be coming to an end. Well, uh, we we'll send certainly this. hope not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Send us positive thoughts their way. 8,600 views. Here we go. <laughs> Perfect. No notes. Love it. Absolutely. Immaculate. Spot I don't on. even know if I heard a word. That doesn't matter. <laughs> you know what song it was, though. I uh, do. Brian, do you know? That Manitar, hit me with your best shot. Yes, sir. Isn't it funny how we can just kind of hear 
the background music and know what that song was because Bev wasn't hitting anything. Oh, yeah. she was on Not it. a word. She was on it. Not a note. What are you talking about? Look She's forward perfect. to her next YouTube video. So this next one is Sturgill Simpson, and he Love is Sturgill. a country artist that is fairly popular right now, right? Well, no, he's been around for a while. I mean, I don't want to get into the lore of him, but yeah, no, he's Grammy nominated. Outlaw country is mm-hmm. what they call it. Yep. I mean, like if I've heard of a country artist, then they're big. 8.2 million views on this one. Here we go. For the win, Brian, if you get this one with a full point, you're going to take it down right here. Spring is I don't think I've ever heard that band covered in a country way before, and it kind of works. <laughs> it does. It does. Kind of. Kind of works. It was okay. That yeah. album is very I, good by him. I like his voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, just that song in that manner. I don't know. Okay. Uh, Brian, for the win, do you know it? Uh, I think I might have to tap Adrian. Nirvana? Uh, it is Nirvana. In Bloom. In Bloom is correct. <laughs> you got a Nirvana song. That's great. Well, I really only knew that because I have that album from Sturgill, so, yeah. oh, <laughs> so Sturgill lives in, in Bloom, so I am cheater. Fair enough. <laughs> You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. <laughs> oh, boy, it's big. You know, I saw a meme the other day, which kind of hit me right where it should have because I related to it. We were talking about being at the grocery store, and I don't know why, but I feel like when I'm at the grocery store, everyone there is my rival. How often are you at the grocery store? Not that often. I'm just saying, when I do go in, uh-huh. I feel like everyone is competing against me for once whatever reason. When yes, you, once when a year when you step when I go into in. a grocery store. Meanwhile, you've got Audrey, who loves going to the grocery store and loves doing something even crazier than just going to the grocery store, loves talking to people at the I grocery do. store. I do. I think there's an epidemic of loneliness happening where nobody wants to talk to anybody. Everybody's kind of like a curmudgeon, like a grumpy grump whenever we're out in public. And yesterday, I was in the grocery store, and I just hear this little... Like, not anywhere near me. And as I'm creeping, like, towards this uh, the cashier area, I just see this three-year-old with a pacifier in her mouth just saying hello to everyone. I'm getting emotional thinking about it. I don't you know. You really are. You're getting tears uh, in your eyes. She was the most sweet little angel of a human being, talking, making everyone around her just smile and happy. And I'm talking with the mother through the baby or baby through the mother. You know how... You know yeah. how that goes, Dave, where it's like, can you tell her your name is Charlie? And, like, the Char- Charlie's just going, hi. Like, that's all she knows how to do. It's like the translator in the UFC cage after a fight when there's, like, a Brazilian guy in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Brazilian says, like, a thousand things, and then, you know, you get you one more from you. it. <laughs> exactly. So um, it just kind of made me think that, you know, the sweet little innocent baby, obviously, that she's three years old, that she is, is just so pure and saying hello to everyone, has no idea who anyone is in this grocery store. And just the innocence of that just made me just go, oh my gosh, everybody needs to be a Charlie. Yeah. Like, I wish there were more Charlies. Obviously, she's three and I'm 32. <laughs> so there is a little bit of an age gap there. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. you know, it just kindness just goes so far. Like, that little three year old made my day. Her mother made my day. You know, like, we were talking as well. 
And I just feel like there's just not that much of that anymore. I'm glad to hear that you had a really positive experience with that because it does always flabbergast me because I've got young kids as well. If they're out and about and they're doing that same sort of thing, which I think is adorable. Like it's a little kid saying hi to a stranger because they think everyone is their their friend, friend. which is really sweet. And then if people don't respond in a positive way to that, I'm just like, how could you not find the joy in a little kid being happy and innocent and just wanting to say hi to you. I know. Like, that blows me away. So I'm glad that you were receptive. But also, on a transactional level, like, just from a human perspective, like, anybody who wants to say hello to you is not doing it because they want something from Uh, you or whatever. No, 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 no. See, that's... sweet, sweet soul. No, I don't think that. I don't think that. If I'm talking to my cashier at the grocery store, because this is the example we're using, I... I mean, clearly that is pretty exactly transactional, but yes. I like, but uh, no, I'm just like wanting a conversation with but someone. Honor, you because- told us about how people that have approached you in the grocery store before, and it's only because they're trying to rope you into their multi-level marketing scheme or sell you essential oils or, or something. Or get you to sign off on their weird ass rash cream. Mm-hmm. That's true. But I think that we, I just think that, I don't know. I know. I, you know what I'm know. saying? I just want people to be kinder. And that, I think that's a, I think that's a, an honorable and uh, admirable naive. thing you to do. Naive? You think you, really you naive? experience no, it very much. Like it's funny because one of my, uh, I have a family member who was talking to another family member, and they, they, you know, it's a man and a woman, and the the the, the father said to the daughter, you know, you live a very different life than I live growing up because you're pretty. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a it's a very it's a very different uh, world I think for someone maybe, like you compared to someone like, like this, me or Dave maybe when I feel you're like out this, in public because it's like women like I was talking to another woman who seemed to be about my age who has a three year old you know like it felt like maybe maybe that's what it was that made me feel so much joy because I was like this is somebody who's about my age and she's just experiencing a totally different version of life. You know what I mean? Like she's got a little three-year-old. Like yeah. I feel no, like I, this it was is, like no, I was that's like, really that's great. You know that's, what I mean? I, I love that. But like same thing happens to my wife. Like everybody will talk to my wife. Nobody like like my wife will tell me like a thousand people will talk to her on her flights. I've taken in the last year sixty flights. Nobody I've or excuse me one woman talked to me one older woman talked to me because I was dressed. It was I was unfortunately going to a funeral, so I was dressed fairly nice yeah. at that. And so, like, oh, what are you, are you, are you traveling for business? That's the only thing anybody has said to me in 60 flights. And you punched her in the face. I did. Yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Isn't it Close lonely? Fist. No. Don't you guys feel lonely? I mean, I like, really, like, really, like, seriously. No. I, Joke aside, you don't all. feel lonely? No. So, and, may, and I feel like this is a live therapy session, and I'm, I'm learning something about myself right now, that the reason maybe why I feel like people only would talk to me if, is because they want something is because I would only want to talk to somebody if I wanted something. <laughs> Dave! I mean, why else would I talk to you? Friendship. I don't want a grocery store friend unless it's three-year-old Charlie. Everybody needs to be more like a Charlie. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I, maybe. I, may, you're maybe, right. Maybe, I, like you said, maybe I'm na- naive. No, you're right. People do need to. We're just not going to. <laughs> But you're right. Okay. I mean, Dana is on the phone. Dana, you 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 you've got Audrey's back here. I got Audrey. I got you back. I I agree. You're not naive. I wish or we're both naive because I wish everybody was a lot nicer than they are. And just say hi. There's no reason for not saying hi. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Can I just give you a nod though? Pleasantries. Hi is fine. Can I give you a nod? Everybody just. I feel like I don't know. Maybe since maybe I've just been more hypersensitive to it, sensitive to it since COVID. It feels like everybody's just looking down at their shoes. No one's. You know. I don't know. I'm not sitting here 
they're saying, have a whole conversation with me in a grocery store. But I mean, pleasantries and maybe also just being from the South, I just don't see like pleasantries anymore. Like nobody is like just like the finger, the, the wave to your neighbors, like you know, knowing your neighbors. I don't know. It just, it kind of just makes me a little bummed is all. I mean, yeah. I think, it, I mean, Dave, Dave's, Dave's wife again has met all of his neighbors. That's true. Yeah. All, all the neighbors wanted to meet the wife and you know. Then they meet me, who's just the husband of the nice person. It works out great. <laughs> Call or text us at 833-YO-DUMMY. And on social media at Dave and Mahoney. Kristen joining us this morning. What's up, Kristen? Hey, so I'm listening to, you know, the conversation, and I am backing Audrey up. Um, I say hello to everyone. Everyone. At the grocery store, at the bank, at the gas station. Um, I even go so far as to give people hugs if they look really sad and Aww. down and out. And the first thing I ask people, what was the greatest thing that happened to you today? There oh, my God. Are we the same person? Love. And then does, <laughs> does like 80% of the people say absolutely nothing? Kristen, why are you hugging me? Well, I, I ask uh, my husband all the time. I always say, what is what are the three things that you're thankful for today? Or like, yeah. what are the three, the top three things that, you know, made you happy today? Or, yeah. you know, just because I think we get so obsessive with the negative that because it's everywhere we look right you open your phone it's doom and gloom you turn on the tv it's doom and gloom that it's so easy to get at like just you know blinded by all of the negative so i appreciate you calling in and saying that you're on my side with this and i love that you know just a simple smile can turn around someone's day you guys are virtually hugging right now virtual hugs you never you never know that that may be the only nice thing that somebody has said to them that day. You oh, just never know. For sure. I Chris, agree with that a whole hundred yeah. percent. You are doing the Lord's work. Yeah. I am glad that you are doing it so yeah. we don't have to. No, yeah. Well, no, yeah, when no, we did no, somebody no, needs to do it. No, but the difference is when we do it, when Dave and I do it, it's creepy. It's creepy. It's creepy. That that hundred percent is Imagine it, if I was that's like, why we don't I just do it go more. around hugging people at, at the local AJs. Well, obviously you're not gonna be hugging people, Dave. But I've never had anyone give me a weird look or turn me down. Not not one. But you Never. are you are a nice person, and the the people who you know think Dave and I are creeps are are accurate. Yeah, they're they're right. Well, oh. you guys set yourselves up to be creeps. That's true. <laughs> Just tell him. Tell him. It's the Dave and Mahoney Show. Dave and Mahoney. I don't know what this is all about. You just told me to call Yo Dummy. There's nothing you can say they haven't heard before. Leave us a message by calling eight three three Yo Dummy. I'm on a basketball team, and, man, we suck. We lose every game by about, like, 30. We got blown out by 80. And every time we get in the lockers, our coaches go, you guys did such a great job. It's like, no, we didn't. We lost by 80. Thank you. Message to I'm leader. surprised that they let that game even go on. But I will say this. Uh, when I was playing high school volleyball, uh, it's the most fun I ever had in any sports. I played hockey all my life, but I got into high school volleyball my freshman year. They recruited me, and we were we they won. They recruited you. How did they? Did they, they did. There was like did the coach call. come to your house and sit down with your mom on the no, couch? No, like, I was walking around the hallways, and yeah, I think they, they just they. sat out there like, "Oh, you're you're, you're tall oh, guy, you're six foot four, yeah. six foot five. Not playing basketball. Yeah, come no, over here. not on the basketball team. <laughs> Don't have enough coordination to play basketball, but you probably just jump yeah. up and put your arms in the air. Can't play baseball. <laughs> yeah, you're not coordinated enough for that. But yeah. you're tall. Yeah, come on, come on down. Uh, we won. I think in my four years of playing maybe 12 games total as a varsity team. Uh-huh. Like over, you know, maybe three, two, three games a season, maybe four at the absolute most. Did you get yelled at for it? Uh, no, but I will say there was something so fun about having no expectations of winning. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, it was oh, the no, most no, no, one no, I ever no. had in sports. So I am kind of the same in the same boat as you, but in the soccer realm, and my coach would yell at us. Oh, no. And I would be like, deserved. Like, and I don't know if so, that says something about me because, like, it's like, yeah, like, we absolutely deserve to get yelled at, and I agree. I feel, like the, I feel like the guy that just called, like, he almost wants to be yelled at by the coach, but it gets to a certain point where if you're losing by 80, you might as well just go ahead and say nice things. Like, there is no motivating you to... Well, but then that's a bad coach. You, yeah, but that's a bad coach. No, or if you're yeah, at... Yeah. No, I, I, that was my first thought, too, is like, hey, it's a bad coach because he's not working to improve his players, but at some point, you got to go, there's no point. And yelling at these players. Let's just wait until next year uh, comes along. Four years from now when we sure. get a whole new yes. class. These <laughs> group of morons aren't able to keep it within 80 points. Yeah. If know, it's close, it like if it's you're going into the half or you're going into the fourth quarter. Yes, you're losing by four. Two or three yes. points. Sure. There could be Motivated. some motivation. Get them out there. Get them fired up. But if you're losing by 80, it's just like, you know what? You guys are very pretty. Well, but also, like to Mahoney's point, I am surprised they continued to let the game go on. Like, how did you not just forfeit the game? <laughs> like, like, I mean, What how, are we doing like, here? Like, yes. Why are we wasting? Our time. That's embarrassing there's, for everybody involved. For co- I mean, yeah, yeah. I, they just totally called it. In volleyball, there's a what is it? A, I think it's eleven. If you if you get to eleven, it's eleven hours, then they they call it. It's a same, yeah. same in soccer too. Yeah. yeah, I know that from my many years as a champion ping pong player. Mm-hmm. Please leave a message after the tone. <laughs> um, credit card debt. You know, there's help for the people to help us try to get some credit, some not debt consolidation because you know I, it, that's like you you. you you agree to pay $200 a month for two years, you know, and they pay it off for you. That, If you could afford that, you could pay the credit card. So could you try to help us, you know, please? Message deleted. I don't know if I agree with that as a person who is also in credit card debt. Um, I think that if we put ourselves there, I mean, you got you got yourself there. Uh, I mean, what are you asking? Like, do you just want us to pay your credit card bill? Because no. Yeah, what? Like, <laughs> I, like yeah, I've got, I've got my own bills, and I also did that to myself. Yeah. Like, you know, I, yeah. I find it very interesting whenever people, like, complain about positions that they put themselves in. Like, well, you did it to yourself. No, I mean, whenever it comes to credit yeah. card debt, I am a I am a, I'm always, a 32-year-old yeah. person who moved across the country and took out a credit card specifically so I could move across the country for a job that was paying me significantly less yeah. so that I could have an opportunity. But what we like, need- And, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I, 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 I hear the other side of the argument coming my way saying that not everybody puts themselves in positions where- you took you were able to get the credit card out. Though. Well, no, but there's there's unexpected like you know medical stuff and like if your car breaks down like there's just there's crappy things that happen. We need, but to, at the same time, but that's different. But I that's mean, medical bills. But all of us have to deal with that stuff yeah. to a degree. But also, I think one of the important things to do, which I think none of us learned about when we were in school, is like credit cards, <laughs> like learning how they work. Because yes. again, Dave, you took out a credit card in ninety, like when you were eighteen. Because I got Same. a free T-shirt yeah. with the school logo on it. You're like, oh, it's got a South Carolina Gamecock on it. Let me sign up for this thing as quick as I possibly I will say can. That there are, if you actually read your credit card statements now, depending on the state that you are in, I believe. Uh, it says, like, if you pay the minimum, you will never pay this balance Ever. down. You're you only need paying to pay, You need to pay this amount, and it's usually over the course of, like, three and a half years to pay off of course. your current amount if you don't add See, to but it. That's why, the, I mean, it's predatory. Everything has, you know, like, they don't tell you any of that because they want to lock you in for forever. Yes, yes. So you're only paying the $200 minimum, maybe, so that you're only paying interest so that the banks are always accruing. I mean, everybody understands this. Everybody's got a card, right? But, I mean, whatever you're talking about for... 
Well, I mean, if you don't have a card, why do you no, not? I'm saying it exists on credit. When I got my first credit card, I, I thought no if idea. I was making the minimum payments that the balance would be going down. And yeah. then I was surprised when that wasn't happening. I was yeah. like, what is going but on? But you were in your 20s. Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. So you're but, just now learning how to even get a credit card. I'm saying, why did we not learn that in school? Yes. That's such an important thing. I think that I did not realize what my business classes were teaching me in high school or even in college because I was just checked out. I mean, like, you're, you, I had a business class that taught me how to, like, write checks and do all of that. They certainly didn't teach me what, like, how to file my taxes. But, you know, there's certain things that I think have adapted to 2024. We're just not in school at the moment. And I am 44 years old, and I still don't know how taxes work. I have to hire somebody to do that for me because I'm like, I don't <laughs> Shout know. Shout out Smart to our accountants. Yeah. The actual kids who paid attention Yeah, thank you. Please leave a message after the tone. Okay, Dave, Mahoney, and Chris, which one of you is a crier? Message deleted. Mahoney. Yeah, I'll cry. I'm sensitive. I'm in touch with my emotions. I love that for you. Thank you. I'm dead inside. You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. So there's been a decent amount of criticism over the years, Mahoney, for Amazon. I mean, you and I have reaped the rewards of Amazon and how convenient it is. You know, you click a button on your phone, something shows up at your house. Sometimes even that day you can get ordered same a day beard delivery. trimmer last night at midnight, and it should be at my house by 11 a.m. today. Really? A beer? So it was over $25. It was $100. It was $100 for it's a beard the top trimmer. of the line beard trimmer. I mean, your beard is getting a little it out of control. It is getting a little, 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 little long. It's, it's, it's a little long. Yeah. I, was, I, was, I was thinking about you that. You didn't have a beard trimmer previously it or? died oh it died it? it's yeah. a, and the last time i bought one was literally 15 years ago <laughs> it's and so it's so funny that you buy those things and you know once every 20 years you're like i'm so i'm so surprised that this thing died after two decades of yeah, labor that i paid 30 dollars for this okay well speaking of doing labor and not being uh, properly rewarded for it uh, amazon has gotten a, a decent amount of criticism over the years for you know the way that they treat their workers right well, now Amazon in France has been hit with a $35 million fine, which, you know, to us is insane, $35 million. Are they not letting their uh, their drivers smoke in the vans? No. It's, <laughs> how dare you stereotype French <laughs> delivery drivers? Uh-huh. But, yeah, no, you're for sure they're smoking. Uh, no, it's, it's a case of the people that actually work in the warehouse at Amazon. Oh, and I job. guess that they, the reason why this has become a problem is because they're, doing surveillance on their workers. They're tracking their workers' movement. Okay. And, <laughs> I mean, this is pretty crazy, where basically they're they're following their workers' every move, where if they take a break that's even a minute in length, it's logging it. So if there's even a no. one minute of non-activity, and there's a range, right? So if it's between one and ten minutes, it's a certain type of penalty. If it's more than ten minutes, obviously that's a whole other thing. But when you're thinking about, you know, somebody that's working on, because you and I have done that before, and normally it's involved with like a charity, right, where you're working on some sort of assembly line, yep. you're packing food or boxes or whatever. I've it worked is. In, we've worked in warehouse jobs in the past, and that these are hard, even when you are in the best shape of your life. Physically hard jobs to to do. Imagine if you're a little older, right? Oh, and yeah. You're, you're out there and you're on your feet all day and you're packing boxes, whatever it is. And then your company is surveilling your every single move. I, you dude, take th- a break for one minute, this they're is, going to find you. And they're using AI to yep. em- embrace this. And, man, this is literally, when you think about, like, 1984 and the most dystopian style future that we could possibly be living in, uh this is this is uh, this is approaching that, Dave. Yeah, it's considered illegal over in France, which is why there's a thirty-five million dollar fine that comes along with it. Make it more expensive. Make it hurt France. Be part of the show. You can call or text us anytime at eight three three Yo Dummy. Or hit us up on our socials at Dave and Mahoney. Lori is joining us today yes. with a story about getting terrorized in your house by a pet. What kind of animal was it? 
It was a Burmese python snake. Whose python was this? <laughs> well, it was kind of both mine and my ex's, uh-huh. but uh, more so his. Um, she would break out of her cage, and in the middle of the night, I'd wake up with her coiled up in bed between us. No, oh. no, no surprise snakes. <laughs> Hell no. Especially in the bed. You don't want a surprise snake yeah, in the bed. Yeah, like if you're just reaching over, you're like, hey, baby, oh, my God. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Action. Yeah. Why do snakes' tongues do that? I don't like that, don't actually. Like that, no, that is a further review. I don't know. So no, were, you, yeah, were, you, were you glad when you... I don't have sex you... anymore, and I don't have the snake anymore. Yeah. We're... Did you just say you don't have sex anymore? No, she doesn't have the ex no, no, anymore. No, no, no. Oh! No, I don't have the ex or the snake. <laughs> the ex, the sex, or the snake. Got it. All right, good. Hey, Lori, thanks for the call today. We appreciate you. You're welcome. You guys have a great day. Yeah, you too. Uh, Pam, what about you? You got terrorized by a pet? Yes. So I have a cat that I got for my 85-year-old mom who was really lonely and was wanting a cat. That's really sweet. So I got her a kitten, Mm -hmm. and everything started out fine. But then the cat started getting into everything, and every time I'm working on my table with my crafts, it gets on the table and messes everything up. He jumps on top of my armoire and knocks my dolls down. But worse... He scratches into the molding around the doors to the point that we've had to sand it back down and repaint it again and, you know, really work on keeping his nails clipped. But the worst thing is he marks everything. Uh. He pees everywhere. I He pees on my son's old couch. And I, um, yeah, I had it cleaned. I spent $100 having it cleaned. Have you ever thought Christmas. about the fact that maybe your son peed on it first, and now yeah. the cat is trying to come on and remark his territory yeah, and dominance? <laughs> well, my son is 32. Hey, so that's, I've seen a 32-year-old pee on, on a couch before. Yeah, I've been there. Been in there. my 20s. Yeah. In my 20s. Yeah. yeah. He might have done other things on the couch. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. Oh, what the? Oh, yeah. oh, my God. I don't need to know that. Why is there so much kitty on this couch? Uh. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. So after I, I cleaned the couch for my company to come at Christmas, I kept the cushions standing up, hoping he wouldn't spray. And just as they got there, I looked at the cushions, and there was a big stream coming Dude, off oh. of it. This cat is a menace. It knows so, exactly what it's doing it, to he, you. He'd be kicked outside. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that, that cat would literally you just You're going to become be, feral. Yeah. Yep, you're an outside cat <laughs> you're now. You're now one with the wilderness. Wow. Hey, Pam, thanks for the call today. We appreciate you. Thanks. Uh, Patrick said, my sister had a rabbit that she left at her house when she moved to college. The thing was an escape artist and eventually took over my entire bedroom because it wouldn't stay in its cage. It was also a very aggressive rabbit. <laughs> what? what? It would block the door and grunt at me when I would try to feed it. It also bit a friend of mine before I took it before it took over my room. Probably what? because it was mad that its mom left. I mean, like, think about kids whose, like, whole entire lives are now having to be left, like, yeah. yeah, they had to go to therapy because <laughs> their dad left and they never saw him again. Your sister <laughs> left for college and just left that red, that rabbit back. If you got to get stitches because you got bit by a rabbit, man, yeah. that's, I'm not going, I'm like, I'm not going to a doctor for that.
What? No, they've got big old teeth, man. No, I yeah, know, man. but still, I just, I'm not, there's no way I could admit that with like a straight face to a, a medical professional. A bunny rabbit bit me. <laughs> Melissa said we were visiting a friend's house. They had a handful of cats. The kids were playing with a balloon. Cat got startled, scratched my daughter on the forehead so significantly she still has a two-inch scar, lifelong bangs to a try Harry to hide Potter the thing. kid. That's right. <laughs> Call or text the Dave and Mahoney Show anytime at 833-YO-DUMMY. That's Y O D. What, hold on. Y O D U M M Y. Isn't there a B in there? So I guess there's a lot of people that have been bitten by rabbits that we. <laughs> I wasn't anticipating in the chat today. I mean, Ogre said rabbit bites hurt like hell. Uh, Black Jag said rabbit poo all over is no joke. And Robert is on the line with us. Hey, Robert. Hey, guys. Hey, I got a solution to this. Um, eat the rabbit and the cat, give it to the murder. Burmese on Python. We'll solve everything. Look at that. See, it's a circle but of But then life. you're going to have a horny Burmese Python in bed with you that's, <laughs> uh, that's uh, you know, as you know, a, ra- a rabbit is an aphrodisiac to them. Is, is that true? That's, or cat is, at least. <laughs> that sounds really kinky to me, let me tell you. Uh, Robert, thanks for the call. We're not that type of show, my friend. Uh, Mark joining us this morning. What's up, Mark? Hey. Yeah, we had, me and my wife had um, a guest, an unwelcome guest, at our house. It was her niece. It was her niece? It was her niece, yes. Okay. And her and her boyfriend also, and he had a big-ass dog. Well, wait, and hang on. I, so, so the niece comes over, brings the boyfriend, who brings his big-ass dog? Yes. Mm-hmm. And they, they stayed for months. Yeah, no, that's and not I was, cool. I, I was, like, cooked up in my bedroom. I couldn't go out. Every time I went on to the living room, this dog would try and eat me. What kind of dog was it? It was a pit bull and um, bull mastiff. You, oh, that's a big dog. A, yeah. <laughs> Let's <laughs> find a way to make a pit bull even bigger. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, about a 150-pound dog. There's nothing that is worse than feeling like you're not welcome in your own home. Like, because not only was the animal the giant bull mastiff mix that you had, but also the animals being your niece and her, like, wild, feral boyfriend that were just, like, roaming about in your living room. Ugh, the worst. So so give us us the rundown real quick, if you would. How did you finally get rid of them? Well, my wife died, and... I lost the house, and they had to leave. <laughs> Holy crap, Mark. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a wow. That's about as heavy as uh, you could possibly have come back with. I'm very sorry to hear all of How that you, stuff. Yeah, Dave. Uh, way to ask. Way to like lean into the uh, the questioning there, Dave. Yeah. yeah. Well, Sit with that. see you later. Sit with that. <laughs> Jeez. Glad things are going well, well now, Mark. Way to be an interviewer, Dave. Yeah, glad things are going well. <laughs> and that you are dog free. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, um... <clears throat> Have a good day. We oh gotta, we, we gotta run. Right. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. Jesus Appreciate you listening. Hey, Trish. <laughs> good morning. Hey there. How you guys doing? Doing good. Uh, we could be better. So you got a pet story? Who is terrorizing oh, yeah? you? And and did it end as poorly? I'm currently being terrorized by a dog in my house. In your house? Okay. So what's going on with you? Every time I, every time they let the dog out of the bedroom, he tries to bite me. Whose dog is it? He barks at me. Whose dog is this, Trish? Is this Mark's <laughs> dog? No, no matter what I do, I feed him, I play with him, I try to, and he won't, he won't stop terrorizing. Trish, whose dog is this? This is my son and my my and his partner. 
See, anytime that you start bringing in somebody else's dog and it's terrorizing you in your house, like this, you've got to start lifting your leg and peeing on the dog or something, Trish. You got to figure out how to assert dominance. Well, I'm trying to, but they keep the dogs in the room. So how am I? How am I supposed to do that when I'm not around him enough? I don't know. I, do that I don't know. These these are these are more problems than I thought that we were going to encounter during this segment <laughs> yeah, today. I thought it was gonna you be just like- had a simple like my dog's pooping in my closet issue, and like yeah. now all these people are like, yeah, mom, unfortunately, yeah, like, I have some pretty heavy things that I need like, to unload. What? Yeah, the dog's <laughs> barking at me when I walk around a corner. <laughs> what, <laughs> what a hard life you what, live, Dave. <laughs> I didn't expect it was going to be like this. <laughs> Steve, help. Yeah. What's, what's going on, man? Hey, man. Well, I got a one-up on the uh, whole rabbit thing. Okay. I, I personally hate rabbits. I love Elmer Fudd because, you know. Because he, he kills rabbits. rabbits. What? <laughs> no, no, no. Elmer Fudd does not kill rabbits. He tries. Yeah. He's Never the worst was. huntsman yeah. in the world. Yeah. yeah. But great. Well, He's so bad they took his gun away from him. <laughs> He's senile. For but real. So I had, I had roommates that they had a pet rabbit he used to get out of the cage all the time. I woke up one day, I felt something tugging on my foot. This rabbit was chewing on my toenail. Oh, hell no. Uh, oh, God. So you didn't feel that? I, I just freaked out. I kicked the thing off my bed. It screamed at me. And, and then the next day I came home and I had like Budweiser signs up on the top of my waterbed casing thing. And he chewed on all of them and knocked them over and broke them off. You didn't have him in a cage, man? Wait, you had a waterbed? my rabbit. Dude, this, yeah, this, is, you this didn't sounds have cool your, as hell. A you didn't have your rabbit in a cage? Budweiser signs above it. You, yeah. were, li- you, were, li- you were living good, weren't you, I back then, Mark? Or Steve, excuse oh, me. Oh, yeah, I was living in the day. You, know? yeah. <laughs> you got the neon signs going, mm, right above your waterbed. The same noise that's coming from that chomping on yeah, your toenails. You, you got well, the two rowdy in the bedroom oh, accidentally yeah. electrocute yourself. See, that, that was the problem is that the rabbit just, was just turned on. Yep. <laughs> like, I won't get after them toes, Gross. Steve. Yeah. Let's if make this you, segment if you weirder. You've never seen my feet. You would not want to feel that. <laughs> I mean, I can only imagine if you didn't feel him up until like he got to like your nail bed. Yeah, if your if your toenails look like carrots. <laughs> You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. <laughs> I got a message for you. Leave a message for the Dave and Mahoney show anytime by calling eight three three yo dummy. That's eight three three nine six three eight six six nine. Did you get that? Please leave a have you guys ever been walking down the ocean? Yeah, that makes sense. Have you guys ever been walking down the beach by the ocean and approached by someone and they're like, hey, you want some fresh shrimp? Maybe go snorkeling. How about some weed? Or deep sea fishing? Coke. Horseback riding? LSD. 4 by 4 adventures? Brooms? Zip lining? What would you like to do? I don't know about you, but I put my hand up and say, all of you above, please. Message deleted. It is weird that going to the beach is like a flea market, you know? I mean, like, what do you mean I'm trying to go swimming with my kids and you're offering to sell me cocaine? And you dumb tourists (laughs) never buy cocaine on the beach. I was with a guy that bought cocaine on the beach and uh, he sneezed for three days straight. No way. (laughs) Because of course it's not real cocaine, you moron. Also, why would why they do you be want selling coke re- on a beach? Right, who wants I mean, to be I guess coked like up on the beach? Everybody in Miami, but I mean, like, I feel like if you are on the beach, I'm already like, I'm the exact opposite form of wanting a stimulant. And that's another reason, and I know that this isn't that popular of opinion, that I think the ocean as a whole sucks. 
I agree with you on the ocean. I mean, I love. I don't uh, like the beach. I hate sand in general. See, but I love a, I love I love beaches. I just like I deep don't. ocean scares the hell out of me. What do you yeah. love about beaches? Because I love laying on them. See, I know that some people like laying out. I don't like laying. See, out. American I don't like beaches. Uncomfortable. You American like- beaches are ugly. Sure, but that's why a lot I, of them are. You yeah. know, but if you go down to the Caribbean, all the Caribbean islands, great Hawaii. Sure, and you know, but like if you're talking about like. Florida or California. That's why you don't are, like those them, don't Davis, because we've got like the BP oil spill. You know, like that, that, that's our oceans are black. Yeah. You yeah, know, go, and go the sand the is hard as a rock yeah. with just like shrapnel. Like it legit looks like D Day, like still on you, our yeah. beaches. You've been at Galveston? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. No kidding. Yeah. So that's probably why we don't like the beaches. And Mahoney, I know you're a big snorkel guy, um, but in your, but you're anti deep ocean. Yes. So you're more of a like, uh, like just the tip the shore, of the ocean. Just the tip. Yeah. Okay. Just the tip. Okay. Just the, just the tip. I of the personally ocean. just like to stick to the rivers and the lakes that I'm used to. Okay. Okay. So last night I was sitting in bed playing a game, and I'm waiting for my opponent to end his turn because he's taking too long. So I figured I'm just gonna shut my eyes for a little bit and wait for the tone from when he he ends his turn. And so I shut my eyes and like. 10, 15 seconds later, I'm like, man, this guy hasn't been in this turn yet. So I opened my eyes, and it's daylight already. Eight hours passed. I fell asleep just shutting my eyes. It was wild. Has that ever happened to you guys? That was, that was weird. Message deleted. <laughs> Why is it that we lie to ourselves? Because, I mean, this has happened to me a handful of times while I'm driving, like late at night, where you're like, I'm so tired right now. And we've convinced ourselves that if I just take a three-second nap that I'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> close my eyes. If I just close my eyes for one hard. moment, I'll be fine. And then it never, of course, turns into that. I mean, I'm jealous of this guy. The fact that he just bl- closed his eyes and then woke up eight hours later must be great. So I just had to buy earplugs because I am such a light sleeper. Mm. Everything, every bump, every noise, every movement that I make or someone else makes my husband or my pets, like I, I am awake at the so, drop of a hat. Well, it was like, a really cool idea then to get a whole bunch of uh, small animals at the same time. Well, but here's the thing: um, I needed to fill a void. PC. Ah, yes. <laughs> no, but I, no, I re- I'm I'm reaping what I sowed, and I'm I'm very aware of that. But I mean, like this guy being able to sleep for eight hours and have his eyes closed like that—that that is a superpower. Yeah, you say that's a superpower, but I'm at the age where if I do that, I'm gonna wake up and my neck is gonna hurt because you know uh, that. Yeah, you're sleeping awkward. Uh, you're sleeping yeah. weird, man. It's like when you try to sleep on a plane, like your head's hanging into the aisle or whatever. Not if you have uh, one of the Pluto pods like myself. Stop plugging your stupid Pluto pod. Audrey, since you are such a light sleeper, yes. do you not use like loud white noise or brown noise? I and do. that's still like, because yes. I'll say. Your wife hit me up actually because I was like SOSing on my Instagram at Audrey on air. And um, <laughs> shameless plug. Um, but I was literally asking for help. And your wife hit me up. It was like, yeah, I do uh, the white noise or the brown noise. And um, she said that she also, she showed me her earplugs that she uses. Mm -hmm. And I used the earplugs last night. I'm going to have to get a new brand of earplugs because they don't fit my ears. How annoying is that? Too big or too small? My my, my holes are too um, small. They, they, like I was trying to smash they, are, it in there. Oh, really? And it did not work. So they you know you're supposed to roll. Did you roll it with the yes. earplugs? You do the rolling technique. I tried to make the earplug more thin. Did you? And it, and then smoosh it in there, and it still didn't. Smush. Did you? Uh... No. 
Dave, stop. You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. Yeah, um... Dave and Mahoney present... Uh... Fast, fast food, food freakouts. Freak Shut up and listen to my order. Chris is joining us today for a round of fast food freakouts. How are you, Chris? Uh, excellent, gentlemen. Every uh, every day is a gift. How can uh, yes, fantastic. Good. All right. Good. Good. Stupendous. Yes. Um, what is your favorite fast food restaurant for reference? So, for reference, I mean, honestly, I just like a good old fashioned pizza. But uh, yeah, I mean, if I had to. Actual restaurant, probably Culver's. Is, is Culver's, okay. All right, Top so here you're so you're getting you're getting fancy getting with fancy. your fast food. Expensive fast food. Uh, mm-hmm. So we we have different freakouts that have happened in fast food establishments around the country. We're trying to figure out which it is based on the little clues that are in the audio. Mahoney, a fast food forensic expert, uh, Audrey, very good at this game as well. They're trying to help you out today. They do not know the correct answers or aficionado, Dave. Now you want to be called a fast yeah, he food likes forensic that word better. All, all, all of them, and it kind of has the similar alliteration. Fast food aficionado, because oh, you kind of have that little F. I feel like the there. fast food forensic <laughs> expert would get called to the witness stand in a trial. The aficionado would not. What about a forensic aficionado? No. No. Aficionado's just Well, well I have okay. been to the, all 38,000 McDonald's uh, across the globe. It was 42,000 last yep. week. Interesting. Yep. 38. 38. Last 000. week, you said 42. Well, That's they've right. added some. They're a growing company. Uh, mm-hmm. From last week to this week, they, oh, yeah. that you, they, they have gone down. You know, have you seen how they about... built cities in China? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm, That's what they're doing. So the first one here is a woman who ordered a burger with extra ketchup, but then complained that there was too much ketchup. Mm. She then slammed the burger down on the counter while the staff was mocking her for her outburst. So this is going to go well. I asked for extra ketchup, and I thought, what what is this? What is this? This is so much ketchup. I can't eat that. You're making fun of me because I'm on a diet. She's upset. You're making fun of me because I'm on a diet. So you're on a diet, but you're still at the burger place eating a burger with extra ketchup. It was just a little bit too much extra ketchup. Got it. Those are the people who don't know what a diet is. Chris, is that A, a Burger King, B, a McDonald's, or C, an In-N-Out? No chance that's an I think I'm going to go I think I'm going to go with a McDonald's on that one. A McDonald's, Mahoney? I mean, you are the man that's been to every McDonald's in the world. This is a to tough you. one. I heard a little bit of beep in there. Uh I'm not sure if that was the end of cycle fry beep mm. or not, but that would be my guess as well. McDonald's is correct. Well done, Chris. You're on the board of Also, fun. who orders so extra drama, Dave. Who orders extra ketchup? What do you mean? I a psychopath, Mahoney. Like, for real. Like, they're, they, I, McDonald's does such a good job of balancing the, their condiments. It's like... Also, if you want extra the, ketchup, just ask for it on the side, and then you can control how much you put on it. Don't they still have the, the pump the, things at the McDonald's? Can't you I don't, use, no, I don't, I don't think so. Ketchup. But no. the ketchup out of the packets is different than what they actually mm, use yeah. with their little squirter thing. Fair enough. Okay, question... Uh, <laughs> as a little... Boop. That's what they do, and it's you got ketchup and mustard right on the patty. <laughs> Number two, and you can win it right here, Chris, if you're able to get this one correct. A fight breaks out between two customers, and it gets out of control. The workers try to stop it, end up getting hurt in the process while the whole restaurant erupts into a bit of pandemonium. Here we go. <laughs>
Was that a fast food restaurant or a soccer stadium? Like, it, what do you mean? It sounded like we <laughs> were in the, like the rainforest, I and that never... was a, a very annoying bird in the background. Now, woo, woo, I would if that bird lived near me. I mean, like, I legit would not get a wink of sleep, and it would be terrorizing me my whole you life. You would poison that bird. I would poison it. Poison I that for bird. sure would poison that bird. Poison that bird. Is that a a Chick Fil A? No. B a Carl's Jr. or C an Arby's? Dude, there's no. There's so many people in there. There's not a right? me. There, there, there's no way the, somebody's getting that rowdy. The only, roast beef. the only thing that could even, I mean, we very rarely have Chick Fil A's on the show. It's true. Very rarely, because you know. But I feel like this was the only. Like, there's no way an Arby's is that busy on the never, inside. Never on the not, inside. I mean, even, even if, if they were giving away free Arby's, if they I were the only be- place open <laughs> in the city, it would not be that Unless busy. Unless there's like a church function where they like are having, you know, one of those like school bus full of like kids and it's like the only up. place yeah, yeah, that's yeah. open. It's like seven baseball teams all rolling <laughs> yeah. at the same time or something. I, yes. I think, I think just based on the population and the amount of people, I have to go Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A with the fight. Okay. Audrey, what do you think? Sure, we'll go with Mahoney. Chick-fil-A, all right. Chris, decision is ultimately yours, though. Chick-fil-A, Carl's Jr., slash Hardee's, or Arby's? Oh, man, I really want to go with the consensus, but my heart's kind of leading towards the Carl's Jr., but yeah, you know what? Yeah, I'll go with the experts on this one. Let's go to um, Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is correct. <laughs> I can't believe that kind of pandemonium is happening inside of a Chick-fil-A. That's wild, man. Dave Dave and Mahoney. All right, so let's go around the room here because I'm just curious at what point in life it happens or has happened maybe for you guys already because I am not there yet. At what point do you get comfortable being totally butt naked in a public locker room? Never. (laughs) I will never, ever, ever be totally comfortable, at least in my 42 years as of right now, I am not. I think you have to be conditioned into it. Like, what happens? Like, does something happen where you just go, it's fine, just everyone can see I mean, my nuts? if you're rocking, like, Thor's hammer, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Sure. But when you've got, like, you know, one of those ones, those weird multi-tool tool set hammers... You know so, what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, is that a Swiss that fold, Army knife? That, that what is it? Folds like a hammer that folds. I just feel like I would be <laughs> nervous. Is that a Leatherman? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I would be nervous because there's so many phones in the locker rooms now. Like yeah. people are taking pictures of their, you know, the, there's gym selfies the and stuff, and, so, yeah. and I just feel like that just should Gyms. not happen. Yeah. I will not return to the gym until uh, the uh, the gym's banned cell phones. Is, is, that, why, is, is that why? <laughs> That's why. I'm so, taking a stand. There, there was one point where I was at the gym, and there was, like, a, a guy that played for the Golden Knights who was totally naked walking around the locker room, and I went, oh, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> you peaked? He owned it. Constantly. Yeah. Well, I mean, it wasn't even really a peak. It was more just like a... <laughs> that thing was swinging. Yeah. Good for him, yeah. man. I mean, he's, you know, Ryan Reeves just in great shape and everything else. You're there's like, I Dave. Get that. But then there's taking a look. And then there's everyone else that just does not look like that that's also totally butt naked. It got me when I saw a guy kick his leg up onto the sink, totally no, nude, no. and start using the hand dryer to dry his junk. You're that joking. It did not thing. happen. That, that, did, is, that, that, is, that, is, that happens happen. in every... Gym locker room USA. Oh, it had to be sixty-five minimum. Okay, I mean, like definitely <laughs> up there. Because there's no like young spry chap who's just no, like. But I mean, if the dude, here's the thing. This is a this is 
a testament to uh, physical activity and to keeping yourself in shape. Because a testicle testament. Because if you if you could kick your <laughs> leg up high enough to use a hand dryer on your nuts, you're you're you don't, you're your flexibility shape. out of this world, and you're in pretty good shape. If he's plus sixty five, is that technically an old testament? I, yes, <laughs> an old testament. Good, Dave. Um, I get nervous about uh, hand dryers now in public because you're telling me that people are drying their private parts. Well, and, also don't and, use. And it's so close wanna, to the grundle and all those things, you all don't those fumes. Put a towel down there, the same towel that you're wiping the rest of your body. With, so if I it's get clean, it. I would rather what do you use mean? A, I'd rather, much rather use. I mean, a towel. I, so I, hang on. When you get out of the shower, what do you use to dry your nether regions? I use a hair dryer too. I put. You my, do? You are that guy in yeah, your but house. I'm not Sixty-five. I mean, my my boys aren't hanging to the ground. You in know your what I mean? home, yeah. you air dry your nutsack. Yeah. That is bizarre. That is weird. No, it's not. You, you don't just a use towel. it. So you're telling me you're okay with blow drying your nuts yeah. and then blow drying your hair, but you're not okay yeah, with <laughs> no. what? So then dry the rest of your body first, you, and then you're your nuts last. Out of the shower, your body I'm is so clean. Yeah, yeah, you guys are not shaming me on this. The this only is not thing, odd. yes, it is. No, what it is talk? not. It's not odd to dry you're your using nether the regions. Same towel that you you're clean. You're using the same blow dryer, man. What's wrong with your nuts? Okay, so get out of the shower and just put your hand down there and then wipe your face with your hand. Tell sure, me if that's sure. If it's you'll not do, clean enough, that. then yes, my, I'm sorry to my husband. Like, what do yeah. you mean? If, if I am worried about the cleanliness of, of everything that is happening down there, I mean, like, I am I am the one who is like, well, that my knees to chest in the shower, sitting there making sure that everything is so clean. Yeah, out of the clean. shower, I'll do anything. My yes. mouth could be anywhere on anybody <laughs> right out of a shower. Yes. That's a fact. Anywhere. Anywhere. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. Oh, my God. Would you people shut up? Dave and Mahoney. Blitz, glamour, and out-of-touch celebrities. Well, that's redundant. It's Pop Trash. I'm Dave and Mahoney. So it's a big deal, Mahoney. You were talking about it yesterday. The WWE is moving to Netflix, and this is something that we're seeing more and more of. It's WWE's raw programming. It's moving to Netflix in a deal that's worth over $5 billion dollars. So the agreement spanning 10 years with an option for an additional 10 years on top of that allows for Netflix to air Raw starting in January of 2025. So it's going to be next year. The deal covers the U.S., Canada, the U.K., Latin America, other territories, uh, initially with plans to expand to additional countries and regions over time. Uh, The WWE documentary series, original series, and future projects also available on Netflix internationally starting on 2025. Interesting. Netflix is starting to do more and more of this sports-type programming. And live sports programming is the thing that tends to draw eyeballs. I don't know if they're going to have advertising during the live programming like you have been accustomed to Of course to you're going to have live advertising. You would think so, right? I mean, yeah. if they're paying $5 billion. That's why, that's why they want to get into that into that space. Uh, I, I am hearing a lot of positive reactions in a lot of overseas markets about this because, you know, getting WWE in the UK or parts of Central and South America has been hard to do it legally. So the fact that you're doing this in in the UK, that's another huge market. Also, Central, South, and South America, also big in professional wrestling too. So I think that's a big win on that case. I just don't know how long is this going to be sustainable for and how much more is our Netflix going to go up for somebody like... I don't know, Audrey, who will probably never, ever, ever, ever once in her life never. watch any uh, of the actual live WWE sports. Some of the their documentaries you may actually find interesting. Well, yeah, I've watched some of the documentaries. And they're like, all you go sad. see Iron Claw recently, yeah. you know, and I don't, I don't, I never have ever 
on my own free will, turned on wrestling. My, my wife yeah. watched, like, the Monday Night Wars, you know, so I'm curious to see how much stuff from the WWE Network that's going to live on Netflix as well. Uh, that'll all be interesting, but I'm curious about the price and where it goes because we just saw with Netflix, they added 13 million users, I think, this past quarter, and the price of their stock still went down even though they added 13 million new wow. customers because it's just not good enough for Wall Street or the investors. So, like... I think this is going to be uh, another arms race between Prime, Amazon, and probably Apple on who gets to lock up all the rights for all the live entertainment that people still want to watch. Well, what was interesting, too, about the 13 million subscribers is that Netflix, after having all of those people who are who are tapping in to them, they're also going to be get ready, getting rid of their no or their bottom tier service of like ad space. So they're going to completely eliminate that to where there's no more ads. Like you can't, you can't buy in to the $6 a month, but you still get advertisements. That's going to oh, be they're getting rid of that. Yeah, that's going to wow. be completely gone. So um, yeah, because they were just like looking at places, like you said, Mahoney, Apple and Amazon prime who are offering Hulu, who are offering these things. They're like, there's not really an advantage for us. So, yeah, I mean, Netflix is kind of doing it right, I think, with uh, all of the things that they're kind of implementing. Well, speaking of Netflix, I, I know that you do like murder mysteries. I do, And love there is an author who's become pretty big with his books. His name is Harlan Coben. I don't know if you've heard of this guy, but he's got a show right now uh, that's on Netflix that's really popular. Uh, it's called Fool Me Once. And the mm-hmm. wife and I have been watching a few episodes of that. You know, we're not that far into it. But uh, so far, it's it's interesting. I mean, yeah, murder mystery for sure. 61 million minutes viewed so far on Netflix for Fool Me Once, or 61 million views, I guess, in total, uh, some more than 61 million minutes. But uh, he's got other titles that are going to be going to Netflix as well. So if you're a fan of the murder mystery, uh, this particular author who's very popular in the written world uh, is is starting to get more and more adaptations coming to Netflix. What was the name of the author? His name is Harlan Coben. Harlan Coben. Yep. Okay, I'll have to look him up. Fool Me Once is on Netflix now, and then he's got other titles like Safe and The Stranger and Innocent and Hold Tight in the Woods and Stay Close and Gone for Good that are all potentially making their way to Netflix as well. Uh, Missing You and Runaway, limited series ordered of those uh, by Netflix already. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. Even Mahoney. I don't know what this is all about. You just told me to call Yo Dummy. There's nothing you can say they haven't heard before. Leave us a message by calling 833-YO-DUMMY. Please leave a message after the tone. Hey, David Mahoney and Audrey. It's Mark again. I was just wondering, what is the greatest concert you guys have ever been to? My greatest concert was Kid Rock at Darien Lake. All right. Have a good day. Message deleted. Since we're going down that road, easily Nickelback. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I would love to see Nickelback live. I've seen Nickelback. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of joking, but I'm also not. Like, they actually put on a pretty good live so show. So random. Yeah. I like I like the, uh, the the random, like, festival shows when you're not sure. expecting. Like, Earth, Wind, and Fire I saw one time. Oh, they at kill. A, at a festival in Columbia, South Carolina, and they smashed. Were fantastic. I feel like those are the ones that are always going to... Uh, it's whenever you have low expectations that have you, the bar is like in hell, right? So you yeah. go in not really expecting anything, and you're like, "Wow, that band was actually should, really good." You should. I feel like for everyone's era who had the ability to see like ACDC whenever they were like you know actually touring for the very first time world, on yeah. top of the world. For me, I'm a Kings of Leon girl, mm-hmm. and the Only by the Night album is in my top maybe three albums that I you know grew up with, love, obsessed with. I could list every song front ways and back ways. Yeah. I went to go see them live. I was absolutely disappointed. Yeah. 
Really? Yes. Huh. Well, because they were sober. So the yeah, don't get sober. The, I sucks. mean, like you can't like yeah. <laughs> if you're if your art was peak when you were drunk or on drugs, <laughs> when you are sober, it it's does not, not. correlate. Uh, the first concert I ever took my wife to was a Temptations Ooh, show. I bet that was good. And it was amazing. I mean, I love the Temptations. You know, I love Motown and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's one of those things. And, she, you know, the, the Temptations have been around for a very, very long time. And so we weren't sure if that was going to be one of the last times. So it's like, this was like maybe three weeks into us dating. I took her to that, and they just absolutely killed it. One of the most unique concerts, and we actually went to it together with our wives, is the Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga mm-hmm. uh, show oh in Vegas. Oh, my gosh. And that was, I'm so glad that we went to that. Yeah, when seeing Tony chance. Bennett live yeah. was unbelievable, I mean, magical. And also, I was, before that day, Dave, I was never a fan of Lady Gaga just because Same, of the fanfare. Yeah. But when you see her doing standards and just singing and you just see how talented she is, I've been a huge fan. Well, because she's classically since. trained. Yeah. Oh, she's, yeah, she's amazing. So, so did she so go to Juilliard? Uh, I don't know if she did or not, but she has two albums that she did with Tony Bennett. And if you've never had a chance to listen to those, they are magical. Please leave a message after the tone. I heard you talking about disturbing movies. Was there ever a show ending that messed you up a little bit? For me, it was the series finale of The Sons of Anarchy. Message deleted. That, that one's pretty bad. Didn't watch that show. Sons of Anarchy was rough. Uh, another one in a very different way was Lost because it sucked so much. Mm. Like the ending to Lost. Lost Nobody, was such a great show for those first three or four seasons, whatever it was. The first season was one of the best seasons of television Even ever. when they were going through like the hatch and everything else, it season was so two, good. Yeah. And then by the time that they got to the end of it, not only was it a confusing ending that didn't really make, make sense, it was just such a letdown. Nobody is going back and rewatching Lost. That's no. like how, if, you're, if your series does not end on a high note, like it'll just be Lost to the ether forever. I mean, we were just talking about this the other day, Audrey. It's the 25-year anniversary mm-hmm, for thinking. The Sopranos season yeah. one. And, you know, I think about it. I, I was, we all know how everything finishes out. Uh, I was shocked in the first thing, thought that there was a, a glitch. But I rewatched that not too long ago. And I think the ending of The Sopranos... It was perfect. It took perfect. Like 15 but, years to realize that it was perfect. Yes. But now that you look back on it with some perspective, it's you go, so that good. Was I also exactly. look back and like, I am attracted to James Gandolfini. <laughs> so funny. Like what? My like, wife, also my, he was like 37 years old yeah. and looked uh, like 50. And yeah. I still like, I'm like, whoa. It's BDE. He's got, he's got that he, energy. It's, it's yeah. men. It's a man yeah. being a man. Yeah, like I'm he'll, like, he'll beat yeah. you up in the middle of a steakhouse. Like there's something about that. That's not. It's not toxic. It's not toxic at all. That's not toxic at all, Audrey. No wonder Audrey (laughs) likes it. Like a toxic dude, she's like, I'll fix him. He's in therapy at least. This is the David Mahoney Show. Audrey, I saw you post this yesterday on your social media, and uh, you are a liar. But I'm not shaming you for being a liar because we are all, in our own way, a liar. Especially when you get asked a very specific question by a very specific fast food restaurant at a very specific time of day. Why am I a liar? Well, because you went to In-N-Out yesterday, and it was oh, yes. not too long after the uh, the show had wrapped up. Like, directly after? And at In-N-Out, if you've ever been there, and I know there's not In-N-Outs everywhere, but it's a thing where they ask you, and I actually appreciate this, are you going to be eating in your car? Correct. And you decided that you needed to lie. Can you explain why? So I feel like I am so accustomed to bagged lunches mm-hmm. <laughs> from places like In-N-Out or McDonald's or whatever. And I don't want to be able to have my onion 
burger and french fries all willy-nilly out in the open. So I chose to lie and say that I would not be eating in my car when everybody who is eating at any fast food place, you're eating in your car. They're just not making it home. And if you do, you're a psychopath. Well, honey, do you still do the uh, the driving nugs? Because didn't you, Weren't you doing that for a while where you'd order an extra uh, order of, of nuggets just for the drive home? Yeah, I actually did that yesterday. You did? I did. Great. I did. See? I'm not alone. See, we're on the same uh, wavelength there, Mahi. I, I don't eat my burger in the car. <gasps> like I'm, oh, I'm, I I'm a finger food. If I'm going to eat Wait in my car, second. it's a finger food. You did that yesterday with the nugs? I thought you had a no eating in your car rule. Well... Well, how, how quick we year. change. How quick we change. And that's also, I'm not eating in my car, Dave. You're, I mean, you're eating exactly. nuggets in your car. I have my own version of the in and out, like eating in your car. I have this, like, probably thick construction paper that is in the side of my door. No, my So, like, oh, I have a no. new car from our friends over there at Earnhardt. It's a Genesis GV80. I love it. It's one of the best the car. cars I've ever owned in my life, but it's still. It's brand new. What do you mean you have a roll of, of heavy it's construction? Not a it's a piece of like a large, probably like it's one a foot by one foot piece of heavy construction paper that it's like I got when I was like buying my house. So it's okay. kind of like a folder, but not. Okay. And so I keep it in my door. And when I have fast food in my car, I'll take it and I'll put it on the passenger seat so I don't put the bag directly on on the seat so of my car. That's so because, dramatic. That is so dramatic. Well, no, it's because I know what I'm eating is bad and it's usually greasy and I don't want to ruin my brand new car seats. I don't and believe I you. I the windows think, rolled down at all times. I, I don't think you want your wife to get into your car Smelling it. and smell the food. No, you leave the windows down in the car overnight. Baby. That's what I mean. Like, you've got your fast food cheating routine down, brother. I'm, not, I'm talking about it right here I on, know, the, on the radio. After you know she's already at work? She listens to the podcast. And, and you're you going to tell too. Chris to delete this from the podcast. Chris, you should probably delete this part from the podcast. <laughs> so, but okay, so Mahoney, you eat in the car. Dave, you have kids, so I'm assuming you kind of eat in the car. The reason why the only I did time this, I really eat on the in the car is on a on a road trip. I'm not I'm not regularly eating fast food in the car. Well, the reason why I did this was because I was going to the grocery store, and you can't go hungry. That's true. You'll so spend I too much was money. eating in the car, and I feel like that that's valid. It's a preventative measure. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like most people would come to my defense in that. Mm-hmm. And Mahoney, I I don't understand that you're not on my team anymore. I, just like, don't I feel like I don't know who you are. Car. You don't eat burgers? Not in the car. So you're just a chicken nugget and french fry guy in the car. Anything that's finger food that has an opening to it, like the nuggets have an opening from Wendy's. They okay. have the opening there, so you can just di- dip your hand into the bag, and it's there. Those are finger foods. I don't consider but let me that ask you this. in your car. When you're eating your nugs in the car, do you also open sauce and dip? Uh, from Wendy's, the spicy chicken nuggets, I'm a dry guy. You a dry, dry guy all day. A dry, dry, guy. Really? dry guy with yeah. the spicy chicken nuggets from Wendy's okay. yeah. all day long. Yeah. And I and I got a good Wendy's near my house. You do? Oh yeah, that's a big deal. It's, 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 I haven't been near a good Wendy's in years, so yeah. it's like. So did you eat the whole thing while driving, or did you get no, to the right. grocery store and then plow through the rest? So, old tub and tubbins over here. I legit was breathing so heavy. Like I was eating. First of all, I needed to make a I needed to make a social media video because digital is one of the things that I was like on my list of like initiatives for 2024. I'm so annoying and You're I'm a millennial. You're doing a great job. Thank you. So, but I was like, I'll make a video for this. So I'm just like breathing heavily while I'm just trying to scarf down this food. I'm like, <sighs> like, like literally I was laughing at myself so Audrey, hard because I, I ate that hamburger and then went in to go buy 
produce specifically because I needed to trick myself into thinking I was a healthy person. You're being person. healthy, yeah. Uh, there, there is nothing worse than when you're filming a video of yourself and then you have to reshoot it because you're breathing too heavy. I legit looked, I was like in the C shape of a shrimp, first of all. I was like, ew, gross posture, who are you? And it was like my like 17 rolls of my of my belly were sticking out. And I was like, that is the most absolutely unattractive video yeah, I have on, Let me ever- move the in and out bag so it blocks my rolls. I had to edit it. It was a, a minute and a half long video. I got that thing down to seven seconds where I just don't look like a tr- goblin. And let me suggest this. For, so upset at myself. For, for next time, because I think you did the right thing with the preemptive measures of eating before you're going grocery shopping. Mm-hmm. I think that's a I think that's a great idea. Thank you. But if you were at it and out and you did say I am going to eat this in my car, they give you that box. You could have just put that thing on the shopping cart and ate it while you did your shopping. Oh my God! If I did that, I would. would be I would hero. expect everybody to throw tomatoes at me. <laughs> you would be a hero. <laughs> Boo this woman. That's a wrap. Well, it's about time. Follow the Dave and Mahoney Show on social media at Dave and Mahoney. At Dave and Mahoney. They're everywhere. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Listen anytime and on demand at Dave and Mahoney.